everybody. My name is Bill Kiefer, and I want to welcome you to our podcast, Practical Wisdom from the Word of God. I believe the Bible is a book that God gave to us that's full of insights, wisdom, promises, and many other things that help us live daily life. So join me for the next few minutes as we look into the Word of God to find that practical wisdom we need today. Should the enemy try to condemn our fight, his righteousness will Well, praise God. Welcome again to Practical Wisdom from the Word of God. My name is Bill Kiefer, and we're happy that you decided to join us today. We're going to get into some things from the Word that I believe are going to help us, strengthen us, encourage us to go on with God in the middle of this kind of messed up world in which we live. Uh, We've been talking to you about some important things, I believe, dealing with how, how do we get through all this? How do we, as the church, have an impact on the world that we live in? There are many that are looking to natural things or natural uh, resources, or and I don't really mean that in a negative way, but different kinds of plans, programs, way to reach, reach out to people, and I think that's admirable. I don't think there's a thing wrong with that. But there's something else that's available to you and I, and we need to tap into that, and that is the fact that We are called to be a supernatural people living right in the natural world. Now, our theme for this year involves the potential that God has placed in us when he caused us to be born again. When when we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, we are new creatures in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And so as we walk in that, how does that manifest in us? And we talked about Israel and the fact that when they were delivered from Egypt— that was kind of like our salvation and the progress through Egypt to Canaan. I don't believe Canaan is so much a type of heaven as it is a type of our living, our Christianity. And so that, that journey really represents our growth, our, our development as believers. But from the beginning of their deliverance through their time in Canaan, even after they were there, they were a supernatural people. There was nothing in their deliverance that they could have done by natural means. Moses was supernatural. The plagues were supernatural. The parting of the Red Sea was supernatural. The pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire that led them through the wilderness was supernatural. Uh, the water that came to them from the rock was supernatural. Manna was supernatural. They had supernatural victory over enemies. They were supernaturally sustained. Everything about them was supernatural. Then God planted them in Canaan to become a nation that would be there for the birth of the Messiah. Their, their purpose really was that the Messiah would be brought forth in God's place, in God's time, and in God's way. But even in Canaan, they basically were supernatural, and they were placed in the, at the crossroads of the ancient world so that people could see this supernatural God and understand that, that his love for his people hadn't changed at all. And so uh, when we began to think about that, I began to think about that. I asked God, can you show me something in the New Testament that parallels that? And that's where we came up with, or I found, or was led, I, I believe God led me to, uh, this scripture in John 14, uh, 17, excuse me, John 17, beginning with verse 14, I have given them your word. This is Jesus' prayer for us, 
his disciples at the Last Supper, but by extension, everybody that would believe as a result of their life and ministry. He said, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And that that struck me, that phrase struck me. He says, they are not of the world. Who they? We they. Those in that upper room, but by extension, all those who believed from that time on, they are not of this world. And I talked to you last time about what it meant to be of the world. I go to uh, other countries. Right now, Kenya is a main focus for us. When I get to Kenya, I live there. I interact with the people there. I, I We have a house that a friend of ours that we live with uh, while we're there, and, and then we travel some, but still we have a home there. Uh, but, we, but, uh, but we're not of Kenya. We're of the United States. Our, our resources are in the United States. My bank's in the United States. My family's in the United States. My real home is is in the United States. I have a temporary home while I'm in Kenya, but my real home is here in the United States. And so as I looked at this, I realized that was a wonderful type of what God is talking about. We are not of this world. When you were born again, you obtained, you you received a supernatural connection to God. You were made new inside. You didn't just change philosophies. You didn't just change religious affiliation. The Bible says you were born again. Something in, in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 17 through 20, it talks about 21, excuse me, I'm getting too fast. 17 through 21, it talks about that we become something that really never existed before, a new creation in Christ. And so there is a supernatural touch that comes into us, changes us, washes us clean from all of our past and puts us in a covenant relationship with this supernatural God. I'm not of this world. I live here now. I have a home here now. I have resources here now. I love the people here now. I have family here now. I have work to do here now. But someday I'm going home. Hallelujah. I'm not dying. I'm going home. I'm going back to that place that I am connected to. And my relationship with the living God gives me life eternal. So as we're looking at this, he says, they're not you. He's praying for them. And this is important because this is his really his last prayer for his people, his disciples present in his day and future. And he says to them, you're not, uh, he says to the father, they need to know, or I'm telling, I'm reminding you or I'm minding myself or declaring that they are not of this world, just like I'm not. They have their source. They have their connection to your world, just like I do. And he says, I do not pray, verse 15, that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. And then he says it again. They are not of this world, just like I am not of the world. So what does that tell us? Well, we have a supernatural connection to the supernatural almighty God, but God, uh, God, the son our Lord and Savior, the master of the church, if you will, the master of my life, said, Father, don't take them out of the world. There's need for them in the world. There's work for them to do in the world. But while they're in the world, they're not of the world. And I pray that you would protect them from the evil one. Who is the evil one? Peter said, we have an adversary called the devil, and he goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Well, we need to decide that he's not going to devour me. All right, so we talked about a lot of things last time, but I want to get in for just a few minutes here. I don't think we'll take a great deal of time, although... When I was pastoring the church, everybody just really got comfortable when I said that. But um, what does it mean to be supernatural? 
Uh, many times, and I did mention this last time, we confuse two words, the supernatural and spectacular. We think everything supernatural is spectacular, and sometimes we look at anything spectacular that appears not to be from this normal world or something normal and think that it's supernatural. But really, those two words are not interchangeable. Supernatural has specific meanings. And I want to go through just the definitions. I love definitions. I think that often we really don't know what words mean, even though we think we know what they mean. And supernatural has a number of elements to its definition. It means uh, that uh, of or pertaining to or being above or beyond what is natural, supernatural, above natural, unexplained by natural law. So what we're talking about here, when I call us a supernatural people, I'm talking about a people that have a connection to things that are above and beyond supernatural law, above and beyond, or things that cannot be explained by natural occurrences. The Bible is full of those things. And certainly in the life of Israel, the things we talked about when Moses brought the plagues, when Moses brought uh, uh, parted the Red Sea, when Moses uh, brought food from, from heaven, we know God provided those things, but it was at, as a product of Moses' ministry. Those were spectacularly supernatural things. They were supernatural. They were being drawn from a place that... That is not in this world, not not uh, governed by natural law, and uh, but that was not where the supernatural ended for Israel. One of the things about Israel's journey that was very interesting, but in in some ways it was spectacular, but only in retrospect, and because it says that their clothes nor their shoes wore out for forty years. I mean, I can just imagine these folks. I mean, they weren't getting up every day and saying, wow, our shoes still look pretty good. Probably for long periods of time, maybe years, maybe the whole time it never dawned on them that they were still wearing the same clothes. Now, hopefully they washed him, okay, because that could have gotten really bad. But we know cleanliness then wasn't like cleanliness now. But uh, they were still wearing the same shoes. And it had to come to a place in, in, in the course of things where they began to look down and realize, you know what? These shoes look just like they did when we started this jersey journey. These, these clothes, that they don't seem to be wearing out. Well, that didn't look spectacular if you just walked up on Israel and, and, and they, they all had decent clothes. You wouldn't think of that as anything spectacular. And yet, in retrospect... It was very spectacular. The touch of God was on their clothes. There was something supernatural about their clothes. And so oftentimes in our own lives, when we talk about being supernatural people, having a touch that is above and beyond what is natural, things that can't be explained by natural law, sometimes they're healings. I've had healings in my life. I've prayed for people and seen people healed, and it's been supernatural and, and spectacular. Uh, I've, I've, I've had people had their eyes opened. I've had people have uh, pain and, and things, reconstructed knee. I remember one guy had a reconstructed knee and he was having a hard time even walking on it and just prayed for him. And I didn't do anything spectacular, but God healed the knee. And to him, that was pretty spectacular. Uh, we operate in the prophetic and I've, I've God has used me and to speak things into people's lives that I couldn't know. Uh, I'm, there was a guy one time that uh, he was a pastor. We were in the nation of Armenia and we had a group where we were 
ministering to pastors, and this guy came, and we prayed for him. I laid my hands on him, and I heard myself saying, you have been questioning where you are right now, and you feel that you cannot be effective there because people don't respect you. But the word of the Lord is, God is saying to you that they will respect you, they will receive you, and you need to stay there until I move you. Well, I sat down to a friend of his, and and the friend looked at me and said, I can't believe that you said that. He said, he just said to me almost those exact words. Well, that was pretty spectacular, and God was just encouraging him to stay the course. You know, I mean, it wasn't any big new information, but God was confirming, you need to stay with it. I'm going to bless you there. Just be faithful. And so a lot of things happen, you know, in our lives that are spectacular. I mean, protection, uh, any of you ever been in an accident and you should have been hurt or you should have died and you didn't. Uh, Spectacular, sometimes spectacular provision financially or all kinds of ways that we see spectacular things happen. And yet, most of the time, most of the time in our lives, we are not living from one spectacular miracle to the next. We are just living our lives, doing what we know to do, walking the way we know to walk. But when you look back on it, I believe everybody that's been saved any length of time, if you look back on your life, you can see how God's hand has been all over it. Uh, we like to say sometimes the fingerprints of God been all over this thing. And I look back on 40-some years of ministry and in the, the, the process, sometimes I get discouraged. Sometimes I'd, I'd wonder why I wasn't seeing things I, I, I wanted to see. I'd wonder why things weren't happening as fast as I wanted them to. But as I look back over 40 years, my goodness, I just see how many times God provided for us, how many times God protected us, how many people have been touched and influenced and impacted by, by the life that we've lived and the ministry that we've presented to people. It didn't seem spectacular at the time. It wasn't spectacular at the time, and it didn't really seem all that supernatural. But when you look back, you will see the supernatural has been all over your life. We can live lives that are affected and impacted by something that is beyond natural law, by things that cannot be explained by natural law. Sometimes we'll recognize them right away, and other times we'll look back and see that they've happened, but we need to believe that they are there. Uh, In my life, I have just uh, cultivated faith that God is going to keep us, that God is going to protect us, uh, that God is going to provide for us. And many times, you know, I've had challenges to that, that thought, but looking back, I can see all the ways that God did those things. Uh, I believe, and you may or may not believe in this, but I believe that we can expect and believe for supernatural health. I'm 68 years old. I take no medication. I have no real issues in my body. I'm 68, and that can be an issue. But I mean, I'm I'm healthy. I'm I'm not hindered in in the ministry in any way. Well, I'm not saying that to puff myself up. I'm saying that to express the fact that I believe that there has been a super supernatural touch on my body. Uh, not not in terms of a spectacular touch, but a sustaining touch. My father died of a heart attack when he was 69 years old. My wife's parents were both diabetics. Uh, and she's her blood sugar is always low. We have experienced the touch of God. Now that doesn't mean don't don't let anybody get you criticize or think that I'm criticizing or or don't let any any thought of condemnation come to you. I'm just telling you that there is a potential for you, just like for me, that things can be better than they are because you have 
access to something that's greater than the natural solutions to life. And so even Israel, when they got to Canaan, when they got to the promised land, they lived just like everybody else. There were some very spectacular things that happened, things in warfare, things in provision. I mean, but a lot of the time, they just lived normal lives. But when they were standing and believing in their covenant with God and walking according to that covenant, I believe they had rain when other people didn't have rain. I believe their crops were blessed. I believe their lifestyle was blessed. I just believe that we need to know that there is something more available to us, something that is beyond, I mean, in our work life, something that's beyond the natural. Again, I'm not saying go lay hands on broken machinery and they'll automatically be fixed, although that's possible, but I am saying that God can touch you. God can give you insight. God can give you information. God can speak to you. That's supernatural natural. When God leads you to the solution to the problem, that's supernatural. When uh, you, you don't know what to do about your children, but God speaks to you, leads you to a scripture, leads you to somebody that can help. Sometimes it's in relationships. God will supernaturally lead you into relationships with people that can help you dealing with whatever you're dealing with. So there's all kinds of ways that things that are above or beyond the natural can manifest in our life. All kinds of ways that things that cannot be explained by natural laws can manifest in our lives, and we should, I think, this is this is the crux of this, it's going to happen, but I think we should believe for it. I think we should expect it. Number two in the definition is that uh, to be supernatural means pertaining to, characteristic of, or attributed to God or a deity. You know, one of the ways we must be a supernatural people is not just in supernatural manifestations or even the supernatural touch on natural things, but it's in how we live our life. I believe we are called to walk with God. I believe we are called to live in a way that, uh, that reflects. That's what this definition says. It reflects uh, the characteristics or attributes to God, of God, or of a deity. And so when we're out there in our lives, I think we need to be supernatural people in our lifestyle and in our behavior. Uh, I've been doing a, a study, not just a study, I've, I've studied it before, but I've been teaching at a Bible school, uh, Blue Ridge Bible College in, in Rocky Mount, uh, Virginia. If you're looking for a good place to go to Bible college, that's a good place to go. And I do some teaching there. And I've been talking about Hebrews 11 and the heroes of faith. And the first, uh, second one mentioned is somebody called Enoch. And you know, Enoch didn't do a whole lot. Enoch, there's not any mighty works that we can point to that Enoch did. But it says Enoch pleased God in Hebrews 11. And it says in, in uh, Genesis uh, that Enoch walked with God and he was not. He didn't live as long as a lot of the old, the, the early patriarchs, the ancient peoples of the Bible, but he was so pleasing to God that he just disappeared one day. God took him away. I'm not even sure how that works. I'm not sure I agree with the theology of it, but God didn't ask me. Hallelujah. But the thing is, he walked with God. And I said, you know, what does it mean to walk with God? He said, well, a lot of times you want me to walk with you, and I don't mind doing that. I go where you go. You ask me to bless what you're doing, and I'm happy to bless what you're doing. He said, but there's another dimension to life that Enoch found, and that is walking with God. I said, well, what's the difference? 
And he said, if I walk with you, you set the agenda, you tell, you, you decide where we're going, you make the decisions about what we're going to do, and I'll walk with you, and I'll be with you, and I'll help you as much as I can. But if you walk with me, then I'm setting the agenda. I'm leading the to where we're going to go. I'm taking us to the right places all the time. And not only that, if we walk with God, one of the things that we need to understand, if somebody's going to walk with me down the street, they're not going to be jumping around like some animal. If I take somebody out to eat and they're walking with me to go out to eat, they're not going to jump up on the table, throw food, whatever. They're not going to be cussing. They're not going to be using bad language. They're not going to be acting disrespectful because that is not according to the characteristics of my life. And if you're walking with me, then you're going to have to walk according to those characteristics. Well, if we walk with God, that means we're walking in the flow of his will, in the flow of his power, but also in the flow of of the characteristics of what it means to be a godly person. That's very important because the world is looking for examples of people who can live consistently, who can live upright. It may seem like everybody's looking for the outlaw and the bad boy, and they may be, but when they see the light of God, the Bible says the light that manifests in our living right before the world reproves or exposes the darkness. People are looking to things because they don't understand what they mean. They don't understand how toxic they are. But when you see the light, you know, anybody that really sees light and that, you know, if you're blind and you finally see the light, you don't want to go back to blindness. If you're walking in darkness, you don't want to go and you, and you step into the light. You don't want to go back. And so part of that being a supernatural people is I need to be superior. I need to walk in absolute honesty. I need to do things God's way all the time. And you know what? I need to walk in righteousness and I need to walk in holiness and I need to walk in integrity and I need to walk in all those characteristics of God, kindness and love and gentleness and peace. Boy, one of the things, if you can walk in peace in front of your coworkers, I'll tell you what, that is going to open their eyes that there's something different about you. But the thing is, we really can't do that without the help of the Holy Ghost. We can do it because God has put in us the fruit of the Spirit. We can do it because there's a supernatural touch in our life. I mean, we don't feel top of the world every day, but we can walk that way if we learn to tap into what's in us. Say, God, help me. I want to walk with you. I, I want to walk. I want to live life in a way that's going to be an example to my neighbors, example to my coworkers, example to my family. Holy Spirit, I need you. God, I need you to help me do that. That's part of being a supernatural people in the natural world. The final thing in this definition of a superlative degree. Now, these are basically just the English definitions of the world, uh, of the word, rather, of a superlative degree. Well, there's a scripture that we can look at, John chapter 10, verse 10, very, very famous scripture. Uh, and it says this. Let's, let's just jump there real quick. Uh, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Listen, all the devil wants to do where you're concerned and where the anybody's concerned, he doesn't love anybody. He hates everybody and he wants to steal from us. He wants to steal us from the body of Christ if you're a Christian. He wants to kill us if he can. And he wants ultimately to destroy our testimony, to destroy our influence, to destroy anything good about us. But the son, but the son, it says, or it says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The word abundant means in the context here. Now, this is the Greek word superior in quality and greater in quantity. Hallelujah. If I have him, 
If I have been born again, I have access to something called abundant life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have abundant life. Who you? You, you. You out there, you listening to this, me, I can have abundant life. I can have a life that's superior in quality to anything the natural world can give. Why? Because he's a supernatural Lord. He's a supernatural shepherd. And we have access to supernatural things that are beyond natural understanding. I can have it greater in quantity. I can believe God for a long life. That's not just going to be long. You know, I, I'm, I'm getting to that age where you look at people, people in my generation, we get news that this one died and that one died. And, and others that, you know, maybe they're, they're facing senility or something of that nature. And uh, I, I, I pray, I say, God, that's not for me. I want as long a life as I can have and be productive for you, but would you please help me out here? And if I get to that point where I can't be productive, take me home. Just let me, let me leave. But, but what Jesus is saying here, not only can it be long, but it can be superior in quality. You can have a superior life. Superior to what? Not superior to somebody else. Superior to maybe where you are now. Superior to what the world has to offer. You see, we settle so many times for what the world has to offer. We settle for the things that are out there that, that, we, that we don't have to settle for because we have access to this abundant life because we have been born again. Why should we believe for this? Why should we expect and believe to be supernatural people in a natural world? Well, I think there are two basic reasons. First of all, God is your father. I have six children. I have 17 grandchildren, and we just had our first great-grandchildren, and I would do anything for every one of them that I possibly could. And so uh, God is our father. He's no different than uh, a good parent. Now, again, sometimes there are bare, bad parents, and that can be our example, but, but God is a perfect father, and he wants to bless his children. Now, he's not going to bless you in a way that's going to keep you from growing, developing, that's going to harm you. Sometimes as parents, we do that. But he's going to provide for you everything that you need. It's his heart, it's his will, it's his desire to bless his children. Well, one of the ways that that happens is when we access the supernatural, when we go beyond just the natural, when we walk with him, when we live his way. But there's another more important today, I think, reason. I don't know more important. Anything God wants is important. But there's a very important reason that we need to do this today. And that's because we live in the world that we live in. You know, I've been praying about this. I've been thinking about this. God spoke to Esther and said to her through her uncle, of course, that perhaps you were born for such a time as this. Esther was the queen. She was a Hebrew, but she was a queen uh, in a foreign nation, and she had access to the king, and, and her people were, were going to be destroyed. And, and her uncle says, listen, your whole birth is for this right now. Mary said uh, that, uh, you know, be it unto me according to thy will. When Mary was uh, going to conceive Jesus, she was born for that. The Bible says the virgin shall conceive. She was born for that. You and I were born for this time. How do I know? Because we're alive at this time. And this is a very trying, very difficult time. Again, no time in my life have I seen anything like this that we're dealing with in the world today. And it's not getting better. It's getting worse. The world is searching for solutions to the many problems of life. And many of the problems that we're facing are really caused by the solutions that people are finding in the world. They're seeking. They're trying. You know, I... I I'm going to be generous and say I think everybody out there is trying to find answers, but there's a proverb. Proverbs 4.19 says, They that walk in darkness stumble, and they don't even know why. 
I look at the solutions people come up with, and as someone who understands the things of God and the Word of God and knows that there is a supernatural God that has far more and uh, far more reaching and more uh, effective solutions, I wonder, why are they choosing this? Why are they doing what they're doing? Because they're walking in darkness. But we are the people of light. We have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son or the kingdom of light. And we, Jesus said, are to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Why should we believe to be supernatural, to do all these other things that that definition uh, expresses or have or experience or walk in all these other things because the people around us need it. You know, sometimes we talk about affecting the world and we think globally. You know how you affect the world? You affect the world that you have influence over. If you will be that supernatural person living right here in the midst of this sometimes God-awful natural world, if you'll believe God for supernatural solutions, it may not be spectacular, and it won't always be easy, I'll tell you that. It's not like if you're this supernatural person, everything just goes your way all the time for one thing we make mistakes for another we have that adversary and he's going to do everything he can to knock you down but the more we cultivate the more we believe and the more we expect for the supernatural touch of God in our lives the more we're going to see things change for us and the more we're going to be able to take things and present things and offer things and minister things to the people around us your family needs you to be supernatural Your world needs you to be supernatural. And we have a promise. Jesus prayed it for us. You are not of this world. Father, let them know they're not of this world, just like I'm not of this world. Don't take them out, but protect them from the evil one while they're right there in it, for they are not of this world just as I am not of this world. That's who we are. Well, I'm out of time today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day in Jesus. We'll talk to you again soon. This podcast is an outreach of Living Word International, a division of Intercession Ministries. If you'd like to contact us, please email livingwordintgreen at gmail.com. That's livingwordintgreene at gmail.com. Have a great day.